Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. We're ready to go. Are you ready to go? Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed if you want to because we air our show on Twitter. We air our show on MileHighSports.com. And as far as uh, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, you want wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Uh, breaking news we have right off the hop. And it's a programming note after about three weeks on the air. Bruce has already decided he needs a vacation from me. Uh, this happens a lot. I can understand why you need the break. And honestly, Bruce, I, I it didn't it wouldn't really bother me if you were going in the States, but the fact that you're going overseas says to me you want to get as far away from me as possible. That's how difficult at times the show has been for you. Challenging. Um, I'm thinking three weeks on, one week off. That's gonna be my general that that's gonna be my pattern. So we're gonna work on that for a little right. bit. I uh, don't know if I'm going to make it across the pond every time, right? but I'll be creative in my escapes. Well, uh, while you are gone, Zach Stevens from DNVR is going to be filling in. and I may not be able to get back. Well, here's the thing. Your vacation is my vacation because working with him, I don't want to necessarily call it an upgrade, but... Oh, no, I'd call it one. But, are you kidding me? But time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, roster down to 53. Here's some of the highlights in case you missed them. Malik Reed traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers get Reed, a seventh-round pick. The Broncos pick up a sixth-round pick, all of this being in next year's draft. Brett Rippon, he is the quarterback. Josh Johnson is out. Kendall Hinton did not make the 53. Uh, George Payton hopes to bring back a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, didn't wind up making the 53. Including Josh Johnson. Right. Uh, Greg Dulcich and Michael Ojemudie. They are going on IR. They will make the team, for lack of a better phrase. At least that that that's what we believe. That opens up a couple of roster spots. Mike Purcell and tight end Eric Tomlinson. Uh, they did a solid for the Broncos. So, in theory, they were cut, but they're re-signing today. It was essentially procedural reasons. Um, the other one that a lot of people are really talking about is what happened with Seth Williams. We will get into all of this, but how surprising are any of the moves, if at all? I thought the only one that really, nothing stunned me. The only one that kind of mildly surprised me was Kendall Hinton. I thought Kendall Hinton was, although we had talked about him, uh, the two previous days mm-hmm. um, as a guy that is potentially, that was interesting, right? right? That was interesting. I don't know if I called my shot on Kendall Hinton. I think I remember talking about him. But uh, that would be about it, I think, really. Um, Tyree Cleveland is on this roster, and that was the guy that Wayne Stooks banged the table for, right? Mm-hmm. Hasn't, even, hasn't even been available in the preseason. So, no, not, I don't think a lot. I, I think that had we come to a conclusion that Brett Rippon was going to get the backup job, I think we had collectively. We said going into the game that if he 
plays well, I, right? the job is his to, to lose. When I went on Channel 2 on Colorado Sports Night, I said the same exact yep. thing. That was if, last if, Thursday. If so he, If he plays well, it's going to be his job to lose. So I, I'm not overly surprised by anything. And I'll tell you, it's not that I'm not surprised, excuse the double negative, about Kendall Hinton. <laughs> right. But I was... I was beating the drum that Jalen Virgil well, should, should have been the guy. No, and and he was, right. and 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 Kendall Hinton. What did he do during? I mean, he's a dependable guy. What has he done? He, what has he done? I know his gloves are in the Hall of Fame. Right, it's I get not that. a knock on him. No, not at all. He is solid, but not spectacular. Right. He, for lack of a better phrase, I hate to say this. Especially if he was sitting in front of me. But the acronym is he's a JAG. He's just another guy. Mm. That's what he is. He's just another guy. There's nothing special about his play, but he's a nice player. Now, you could have said a couple of years ago the same thing about Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick has graduated from the JAG school to being a leader in the locker room, right. a guy who blocks, a guy who's dependable. Maybe that becomes Kendall Hinton. As far as Seth Williams goes... A lot of people thought he was going to make the team. Um, I can tell you this, that from some of the people that I talked to, it shouldn't come as a surprise that he no. didn't make the team. But here's the reason why. Because he does a lot of things that other guys on the roster do. As an example, he's essentially a clone as a wide receiver of Tyree Cleveland. Yeah. 50-50 guy. Yep. Um, he can get downfield, though, so you know, give him credit for that. Cortland Sutton essentially plays the same game. Uh, they do like Brandon Johnson, similar player. Right. So with that, give me two things from the moves yesterday that stick out to you more than anything else because I have my two. <sighs> Want me to go first? Yeah, no, no. I, I think that, uh, I think Cam John. I think, uh, uh, I thought that the moves on the offensive line where Cam Fleming made the team is potentially telling about Billy Turner, who they continue to kind of. Sure. Is it fair to say that they're hemming and hawing on Billy Turner, or are they more confident than that? They're con they're concerned about. I, I think they are. Yeah. I think that they're, they're concerned about they him. Took nine offensive linemen. Yes. That and and that was to me the biggest takeaway. Cam Fleming made this football team. Um, and they have one guy on IR, but he's not coming back. No. Yeah. Right. So that one really jumped out at me. Um, I think, I think other than that, really not much else. Here, I mean, I'll, okay. I'll, then I'll give you my two and tell me if you agree. Okay. Cause I see them as significant. Okay. You touched on one, but you gave half the story. Dwayne Stukes has a loud voice in that room. Yes. Make no mistake about it. Very rarely is a special teams guy going to make requests. I don't know if he jumped on a table and started beating his chest, but not only did he get Tyree Cleveland, who was barely on the field in training camp. But, man, he loved him, didn't he? He also got Aaron Patrick. Yeah, he did. Right. So Aaron Patrick, I mean, let's be honest. Unless you really know the ins and outs of the Denver Broncos roster, do you really know who Aaron Patrick is? No. Chances are no. Think about this for a second. The outside linebackers are Gregory, Chubb, Browning, Benito, Cooper. 
Aaron Patrick makes number six. Mm-hmm. They traded Malik Reed. Who who would you rather have? Malik Reed as an outside linebacker or Aaron Patrick? Don't even answer because the answer is obvious. But they kept Aaron Patrick for special teams. But I get it. And I think you not, get it too. I'm not suggesting that I don't get it. I totally get it. What I'm saying is, is that they the Broncos made a priority for special teams specifically because Stukes wants to have a great special teams. So strong voice in the room. I think one day he's going to be a head coach. I think it's fair to say he's very influential. I think that's right. But I will say this about Aaron Patrick. And if you start to compare and contrast, it's a hard world to do it in because as you look upon it, you're looking at in Malik Reed, a guy that essentially has been your leading sack producer in the last two years, led the team two years ago. I get all of that. But right now, where is he in line in that room? He's number six. That's right. He's number six. So you're basically the well, argument. No, no, man, no, I, no, I think, not. Well, no, I like Jonathan Cooper's upside. Okay. No, so, I, I didn't say I didn't like his upside. I'm saying if you had to play one of those okay, guys tomorrow. Right. So maybe, he's num- so maybe he's number four. He's, well, he's behind Gregory, behind Chubb, behind Browning. Yes. And because we want or the Broncos want Benito to grow as a player, you'd have to say that he is behind that, that Malik Reed is behind Benito. Right. But he's not behind Cooper. No. Cooper is a guy that dealt with some injuries. They want him to succeed. They want him on the roster. He is cheaper. But then you have Aaron Patrick. Here's my other big takeaway. Let's look at the wide receivers. They are emphasizing speed Mm -hmm. for a guy in Russell Wilson who likes to throw the ball downfield, is accurate throwing the ball downfield. They took three guys who essentially have the same skill set that's impossible to coach. Speed. If they wanted to go, hey, let's and, and let's really look at their experience as well. Washington has never played in an NFL game. Jalen Virgil has never played in an NFL game. KJ Hamler has played a handful of games in the NFL. But they wanted that speed on the roster, so they have the ability to go downfield more. They also had the ability to do reverses with these guys. They want as much speed as possible. They prioritize that over a dependable Kendall Hinton, a a big target in Seth Williams who, you know, nice hands, big body. Good athlete. So they went for speed over bigger bodied wide receivers. And by the way, sign me up. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying those are my takeaways. Yeah. It was all about speed at the wide receiver position, and there was a heavy emphasis on special teams. And, oh, by the way, George Payton said money had nothing to do with the punting decision. Um, and I, said it very aggressively, too. Here's Well, yes, because he doesn't want to be seen as a guy who is, you know, pinching Pinch, pennies, pennies right. when they feel that their window is now opening. Truth be told, if we're being completely honest here, if uh, Martin would have agreed to a restructure, they would not have saved probably $1.4 million. Maybe they would have saved $800,000, but it was still about money. If it's if one one-hundredth of 1% is part of your equation, then you can argue there's truth to the argument. It was not 100%. 
It might have been 99.99999% and they might really like the hang time and they liked the big leg. I get that. But you're talking about a punter who was top five in the league last year and that's indisputable. But at the end of the day, they did wind up saving money with Malik Reed. They did wind up saving money with Sam Martin. I have a feeling they're going to look for a cornerback on the waiver wire market. George Payton made it very clear. We are fine with our cap situation. We have money to spend. Now they just have a little bit more. I, I agree. Yeah, and corner is easily the most likable, uh, most likely st- spot for them to add. Uh, that's where I would look. And, of course, we're waking up this morning after in a very busy night of combing the waiver wires. They well, probably have a fairly good idea of what they want to do right now. What are they, eighth or ninth in the uh, yeah, in the waiver ninth. order? Ninth? And, we, and we will talk about that next because the Broncos roster is set. What do they do next? There are 53 guys feeling pretty good about themselves this morning. I'm just wondering how many of them are going to be feeling good when today is over. Who might be out of a job? Who might go to waivers but still come back? What do the Broncos still need to do to sand the rough edges of this roster? We'll talk about it next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. How good is their customer service? Listen, all businesses will say, we have the best customer service. Everybody says that. But the question is, do they? Well, when you have over 1,000 five-star Google reviews, I can promise you, you have great customer service. Companies say they have great customer service. But the people have spoken, literally, about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Over a 1,000 five-star Google reviews. I have worked with them. They show up on time. You get great product. You get great pricing. My wife has worked with them. Same deal. If you need anything when it comes to heating, plumbing, air conditioning, go with the best. Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, how good do you feel about this roster overall, and do you think we need to sand off, or the Broncos need to sand off a couple of rough edges to make it even better? And you, the answer, obviously, is always going to be yes. Yes, we could use sure. a, we could use this guy. But obviously, it's not realistic with a salary cap and somebody's on somebody else's roster. But if you had to make some tweaks, where would you make that tweak? And is there a certain guy that you saw on the waiver wire that you like? Because the Broncos have the ninth pick. Um, The two position rooms would be offensive line Mm -hmm. and corner. 
Those are the two spots where I think that they can use a little mortar between the bricks, as Ooh, it were. Like yeah, tuck pointing. Yeah, very much so. You're so familiar this would with that. Be you NFL just had all weekend pointing. of tuck pointing. You're dang right I have. And my back <laughs> proves it yeah. right now. I feel my age. Um, a, a person in particular, because you got to move one out to move one in, I uh, don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not a big uh, a Singh Bassey guy based on what I saw this year, but I, maybe I'm not as trained. Oh, I know I'm not as trained as the people making these decisions. That's a young corner. Uh, but anyway, they'll figure that out. I think they need to make a move on the offensive line. Um, Oakland, Oakland, boy, bad hobbit habits die hard. Vegas just got rid of a former number one draft pick tackle. When you look at what the Raiders did, it's crazy under Mike McCoy, and now a lot of those guys are gone. It is absolutely stunning. It is, but this should not come as a surprise, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. I have banged this drum since the day he was hired. Since the day he was hired. Let's look up just for fun, and we're getting completely sidetracked here. Okay. Uh, can we get some thinking music, please? Because we're all about um, the thinking music. Thank you. Uh, I am looking up the 2009 NFL draft, and I'm looking it up for a reason. I'm looking it up for a reason. All right. Guys who were taken, and it wasn't a great draft, if we're being completely honest. Matthew Stafford was the first pick. B.J. Raji went to the Packers at number nine. Brian Arakapo went to the Washington Commanders. Malcolm Jenkins went to the Saints. Cornerback Brian Cushing, linebacker, went to the Texans. All these guys have made a Pro Bowl. Sure. Other guys, Jeremy Macklin, Alex Mack, Percy Harvin, Vontae Davis, Clay Matthews, Eric Wood. All a bunch of good players, right? Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mike Mayock, when he worked for NFL Network, on his big board, his top two guys, his top two guys in order. No Sean Moreno, Robert Ayers. Oh, well, hello there. I have beaten that drum since the day he was hired because I will never, ever forget looking at that big board by Mike Mayock. Hmm. No Sean Moreno. Well, I got good news. If you're a Broncos fan, the Broncos got those guys. The Broncos got those guys. Well, are you saying they are picks that didn't stand up? Did Robert Ayers? Well, actually, you weren't here. I was. Oh, no, but I mean, I watched from afar. Okay. I know those guys. No, Sean Moreno had a decent NFL career. Right. He started off slowly because he wanted to be a pro too much, meaning he wanted to be a professional football player more off the field than on the field. He struggled and then did some nice things when he finally realized I better put some work in, and he was fine. But unfortunately, he is best known for tearing up during the national anthem. That's what he is best known for around here. And then Robert Ayers was nothing was, special. Was, yeah, so just a guy. Now, let's talk about what George Payton said yesterday. And I did find this to be a wee bit head-scratching. Okay. He said at yesterday's presser, they will need to depend on the rookies this season. And I'm thinking... Yes, I suppose you need to depend on your rookie class. But if we're being completely honest, how much... If you have to truly depend 
on this rookie class. You can say that about any rookie class. Um, I'm not sure if this is the one that you want to really hang your hat on. What do you think he means by depend? Like, how define depend? I mean, outside of Montreal, Washington, who is a fifth-round mm-hmm. pick, who's truly going to make an impact? I understand you're going to have guys who play, right? I expect Benito on the field. Delsich will eventually be on the field. Damari Mathis, nice player. Uh, Wazirike, he's down on the depth down chart. Down on the list, right? right. Turner Yell, last safety spot. Matt Ma- Henningsen the same way on right. the defensive line. Eventually, right. he might be a player. Luke Wattenberg, they like him, but he's down on the depth chart. Fayon Hicks got cut. But when I look at this year's draft class and I look at last year's draft class, we expected Sertan yes. to make an impact. We expected Javante Williams to make an impact. We didn't expect Baron Browning to make an impact, but we knew he was pretty good at coming out of Ohio State. Caden Stearns surprised a lot of people as a fifth-round pick, and I think this guy is going to be absolutely terrific. I don't expect a lot of impact out of this class. I expect guys to contribute, I but, think- I, but I don't expect any type of impact. Okay. Uh, I think I think we're getting into degrees of 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 definition of terms here. I do think that you have to count on guys to do what they're asked and to be a part of the depth that they are needed to provide on a football team with only fifty three. What is it? Forty six active each and every week, something like that. Whatever the number is. So you're counting on certainly a Montreal Washington to be a difference maker. Okay. He has the potential to be a difference maker. I agree. Uh, Jalen Virgil is probably going to be used. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see how he he's going he was, to be used. He wasn't a draft pick. No, no, you're right. But he's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He, okay, but he but, right. But he's but not again, a draft pick. You're the, right. At the end of the day, all mm-hmm. due respect to George Payton. Yeah. And George Payton really knows his stuff and does his research. Yeah. But generally speaking, when you get past the fourth round, those are scout picks. Yeah. Those are not necessarily GM picks. And then when you get to post-draft and you bring in undrafted guys, listen, God bless George Payton if you watched a lot of tape on Jalen Virgil, mm-hmm. but those are scout picks. Too. Yeah, no question. That's why, That's why. honestly, I don't give a lot of credit to John Elway for Chris Harris. I don't give a lot of credit to... John Elway for C.J. Anderson. Mm. Those are scout picks. Yeah. Now, you have to have the guys. right scouts. I sure. get that. But it's not like George Payton said or John Elway said, man, I watched a lot of Chris Harris at Kansas, and we got to have this guy. If you really wanted him, you should have drafted sure. him. Sure. The other guy that I think could make an impact, and I don't think he's going to because he's gotten off on the wrong foot or the wrong hamstring, and that's Dulcich. Yeah. I think that's a guy that has the offensive skill set to do some really nice things in the passing game. He's not there in the blocking game. You could make the argument that Albert O isn't there in the blocking game yet, but these are guys that are potentially right. dynamic. Uh, you saw how Tanyan was used last year in Green Bay in the offense that they're running essentially now with some tweaks. Um so I think that they want to use the tight end. I think that Russ wants to <clears throat> have an option in the tight end. He's got arguably two pretty good playmaking tight ends. Yep. I think. 
But Dulcich, his issue is getting on the field, and that's another guy that I thought George Payton was very tenuous about yesterday. Yeah, we're just being really careful. I don't know. I haven't gotten the whole translation from George Payton yet on what that means, um, but I'm not expecting Greg Dulcich to be available any time. Well, he's not going to be available anytime before week five. Right. So, I mean, so r- right now you look at if you're really depending on one guy to make an impact immediately, it's probably Montreal, Washington, and the return game. Right. Uh, something else to consider. Let's look back on training camp for sure. the Denver Broncos. What's that injury report going to look like heading into Seattle? Pretty clean? You would think. Right. Now, let's look at um, what happened last year under Vic Fangio. They had a bunch of guys out. Oh, my God, yes. A bunch of guys out. So many soft tissue injuries. Right. Wow. So, so far, this year compared to last year, a lot of guys who were banged up. A lot of guys who were banged up. Judy Ojemudier, Darby, Chubb, mm-hmm. Josie Jewell. So and so the list goes on. Right. I just knocked on wood, by the way. Yeah. I mean, if Vic Fangio was the head coach here, I have a feeling Randy Gregory would have practiced a lot more. Dulcich would be on the field, even with that hamstring. Mm. Difference between coaches. Coming up after the break. Uh, Man, I saw this. I was like, man. ESPN surveyed a panel of 15 NBA coaches, scouts, and executives about the upcoming season. They asked, who's the best player in the league right now? Who'll be the best player in five years? Who's going to be the MVP? Which team had the worst offseason? Who's going to win the West? Should the answers really surprise us? That's a great tease. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. <laughs> Excuse me, watch us. MileHighSports.com, you can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale love with the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. ESPN surveyed a panel of 15 NBA coaches, scouts, and executives about the upcoming season. These are some of the questions they asked. Who is the best player in the NBA right now? Giannis got 11 votes. Steph Curry got three votes. LeBron got one vote. Who's missing? Jokic. Who will be the best player in the NBA in five years? Giannis got seven votes. Doncic, six votes. Jason Tatum, two votes. Who's not on the list? Jokic. Who will be the MVP this season? Giannis, five votes. Doncic, four votes. Embiid, four votes. Curry, one vote. John Morant, one vote. Who's not on the list? The two-time defending MVP, Nikola Jokic. Okay. Which team had the worst offseason? Dallas, six votes. Charlotte, three votes. Brooklyn, two votes. Lakers, one vote. Timberwolves, one vote. Trailblazers, one vote. 
Who is on this list? The Denver Nuggets. With one vote. Now, this is what's so surprising. Okay. What I'm about to say, this is what is so incredibly surprising. It's kind of like the Academy Awards, or you can call it the Oscars. You have a movie that's up for like seven different nominations. Mm -hmm. They lose out on Best Supporting Actress, Best Cinematography, Best Best Boy, Best Director. They miss out on all of all of them. And your best picture is this one. The one that lost on all of them, except they win best picture. West Champs. Clippers, eight votes. Suns, three votes. Warriors, three votes. And somebody voted for the Nuggets. Wow. And I'm thinking, you don't think much of Jokic. You didn't think they had a very good offseason. Yet, it's kind of like four out of five dentists surveyed recommend Crest Toothpaste. I've always wondered, who's the one (laughs) dentist holding out? But who is the guy who voted, or gal, voted for the Nuggets? What, if anything, surprises you? And I'm sure you can go on for 15 minutes about this. Nothing surprises me. I'm so used to the whole disrespect card for Nikola Jokic, and I can laugh all the way to the bank on it. You know what? Fine. Nikola Jokic doesn't move the needle for some players or for some executives, and but they'd all love to have him. I, I would like I would like a truth serum uh, question there as uh, you know what's who's one player you'd secretly love to have? Okay, okay, I'm going to be fair about this though okay. for a second. For this season and this season only, let's not project out. Okay, this season, this season only. Would you rather have Jokic or Giannis? Please, if you have to even think about this, well, give me a break. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about who's around them. So if you're no, asking, no, no. No, you're, you're just st- asking me to start. You're starting a team. Jokic. Over, Sorry. Over Giannis? Yes. Wow. I would. Okay, not me. Okay. Steph Curry or Jokic? Steph. Me too. LeBron or Jokic? Right. That's mm. my point. No, that's my point. I'll take LeBron until he drops dead. Yeah, all right. Maybe. I I think, see, but, okay, Jokic is so hard to, he's not hard to define. He has no athletic splash. That's the difference. He has no athletic splash. Giannis is this incredible greyhound going up thoroughbred, going up and down the court. Not with much of a mid-range game, by the way. You you are missing, you're missing a big point about this game. A huge point about this game. Okay. No, I love his game in the open court. I love his game, and uh, mm-hmm. and he's improved slightly in yeah. his three point shot. Yeah, he is um, unbelievable in getting to the basket. Uh-huh. I love his game. Yeah, he's an incredible player. Yeah, he was also the defensive player of the year. He's very good defensive. So player. he's and great. LeBron's good. So he's not. So he is unbelievable on both ends of the court. He is the most well rounded player in the NBA right now. He was the defensive player of the year mm-hmm. a couple of years yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah, he he's he's the best combination of offense and defense in the league. Right, he and, is. And you and you're taking Jokic over. I I think I am because how do you defend him? Because well, I don't know. Giannis was the MVP three years ago. The last two have been Jokic. There's I, I mean there's some proof in the pudding. I got it. I mean you're talking about a unicorn that is that doesn't make a lot of splash. 
you're talking about a guy that you've got to you've got to get into the weeds to really judge his value. He is a he's a big man that can play anywhere on the floor. He increases your offensive production from his vision and his mm-hmm. passing. Right. He is an improved, he makes not his a great team, defensive he make, player. He makes his teammates better. I'll he give you that. Constantly yep. makes his I'm makes his makes his players better. Yeah. Is he one on one against Giannis or against LeBron? That's not a one on one game. I, I'm with you on right. that. So Giannis I, is the best player in the league. I, I, I think, yes, I think you are on your own island. You're planting your own flag. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, but Giannis is the best player in the league. I, I don't have a problem with Giannis being the best player in the league. Yeah, but you also but, pay- but, but you just asked me who would I start out with. I I think that I probably would start I think that I could probably find bear with me on this. I think I can find more Giannis type players realizing that he's the prototype. Mm-hmm. You can't find anyone else in this league like Nikola Jokic. I agree. They don't exist. I, I I agree. He is a unicorn. He I'm is. with you on that. But you just took a point guard in Steph Curry. Well, point who, guards, I mean, to me, and on, Steph Curry's special. Uh, well, wait a minute. Giannis does more on the floor than Steph Curry does. He does more on the floor. He he He's a better defensive player by far. Uh, he's still a very good shooter. Uh, Giannis is, is an excellent shooter. Not, he's, he's, not an to okay, he's an okay shooter. And, and, Gian- not like, and he's not in Steph's, he is not in Steph's category as uh, a shooter. No, no, no. Yeah, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter ever. Certainly I, from I'm distance. with you on that. Yeah. And then you hemmed and hawed about LeBron, who's like 90. Uh, yeah, but, I, but, but I, I'm still a LeBron believer. I, I'm, I'm a LeBron believer, too. But who's a better player right now? Giannis is better than LeBron James. I don't I don't know how that's even arguable either. Because mm-hmm. LeBron's defensive game has taken a step back when at one point in his career, he was one of the best defensive players no question. in the league. So Yeah, I would take Giannis slightly over LeBron. So wait, you're taking Giannis over LeBron, yet you're taking oh, LeBron I'm... over Jokic. I, I I to start it. How does that make sense? No. I would take Jokic over all of them, starting from scratch. This Give me a unicorn, and I will figure out the rest. Because you can plug and play other guys that approximate what LeBron and Giannis do. You Not exactly what LeBron can do, exactly what Giannis can do. Jokic, to me, is totally unique. This Give is, me that to start with. Jokic is not the shiny object. That everybody that everybody focuses on. He essentially plays below the rim. I will give you the best analogy that I can give you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maserati, fast car, really fast. Okay. Porsche, nine eleven, fast car. You bet. Yeah. Give me another fast car. Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Did you say a pacer? Oh, I said Bugatti. Oh, I thought I thought you said pacer. Okay. (laughs) So those are LeBron. Uh, okay. Those are LeBron, yeah. Curry, mm-hmm. and Giannis. Yeah. You know you know what? Uh, okay, so you have one of those cars mm-hmm. at a stoplight. Yeah. And then you have another car at a stoplight. Would you like to know what car Jokic is? Maybe a Volvo? A Tesla. Which one's going to win off the line? The Tesla is going to win off the line. Yeah, I don't. It looks, it looks like nothing. Great. 
an electric car, the thing goes zero to 60 in three seconds. <laughs> it flies. It looks like nothing. But everyone's going to look at how cool the Lamborghini I get that. is and the Maserati is and the Porsche. No, you're making and, my point for me. No, no. I'm with you on that. Yeah. However, I'll give you something else, and people are going to be upset with me. I would take Embiid over Jokic, and here's the reason why. I want the better all-around player. All-around player, not better all-around offensive player. The better all-around player. Joel Embiid is a top two, top three defensive player in the league every single year. And he scores a ton, and he gets a lot of rebounds. The point is, I'd rather have the better all-around player. I would. I'd rather have a Kawhi. Three years ago, I would take Kawhi Leonard over what Jokic is right now. Better all-around player. I want a guy who dominates on both sides of the floor. That's what I got with LeBron years ago. Still not as much. Giannis, you definitely get that. You don't really get that with Curry, but he's the best shooter ever. And Embiid, you get a better all-around player. Not better on offensive player, better all-around player. Nikola Jokic was the MVP for a second straight year last. Hold on. For a team that was sixth place in the West. Yep. And you know what? His point production is going to go down this year. Well, I mean, okay, maybe. Because he was the guy who had to score. His assists will go up. Jokic is a phenomenal player, but in a vacuum. If I'm starting a team, I'm taking Giannis, Curry, and LeBron over him for this season. You are. And maybe even Embiid. And honestly, you kind of are too if we take Embiid Mm. out of the equation. Again, I understand the circular logic. A equals B and B equals C. So clearly A equals C. You took Curry over him. You over over Jokic. You took LeBron over Jokic, and then you said Giannis is better. Oh, I didn't than take LeBron. I, I mean, I kind of like hemmed and hawed on LeBron. I had uh, to think about that one. Look, look. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You can twist words all you want. I just did. The fact of the matter is, yeah. this guy is it's unbelievable. This guy's different. I agree. This guy's different, and uh, and 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 I uh, I hear you on your argument with Embiid. There are subtleties to Embiid's game that make him extremely enticing. I think that there are I think that there are teammate issues with Joel Embiid that, uh, prob- that might not exist. Okay, let me ask you a with, question. With uh, Nikola Jokic. Let me ask you a question. Who would you rather have in their prime? Jokic or Larry Bird? Play a similar game. Jokic. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, look, you can get into all of what Larry Bird brought okay. to the to the Celtics, and right. I totally agree. Is Jokic a top five player of all time? Mm. Top ten? He has to be top ten. Be, in your, I mean, mind. we're not far enough along. In, in sure, we are. No, we're not. We have two consecutive MVP awards. We're not far enough along. I'll tell you why we're far enough along. I mean, you you couldn't make that statement five years in with Larry Bird. You're, you're talking about, you're, you're bringing Larry Bird in, so let, let's com- compare and contrast for five years. I mean, basically, I, you're taking Larry Bird and asking me that question with Larry Bird's entire career making the ass- against where Nikola Jokic is right now. Ma- it's not a fair comparison. Making the assumption that Jokic essentially continues to do what he does. Let's well, say- so how many MVPs are we talking about? Four, five? Well, it's, it's not about MVPs. Honestly, it's not about hardware. It's about watching the guy. It's about watching the guy. Okay. Michael Jordan should have won the MVP every single year that he played. Yeah. I'll give he you should that. have won it over Carl Malone. He should have won it over a lot of guys, but eventually kind of have to pass the hat to other people. Yeah. So let's say Jokic flatlines for the rest of his career staying at this level. 
doesn't get any better, but just does this for the rest of his career. Maybe wins another MVP. Maybe he doesn't. Doesn't matter. Okay. Is he a top five player of all time? No. Top ten? Yes. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? What recent sporting event drew a larger TV audience than a Stanley Cup Finals clinching game? And this NBA guard opened up about his mental health, and it was powerful. Who was it? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Got to pat myself on the back just for a quick second because I put a statement out there and I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure it's true, but I'm not sure it's true. And as it turns out, I was right. The 2022 Tesla Model S, 0 to 60, 1.98 seconds. <laughs> That's faster than a McLaren, a Maserati, a Lamborghini, a Porsche, you name it. So that's what I meant by with Jokic. Right. He is the Tesla at the line. Right. I'm and, trying- every, and everyone thinks, yeah, that dad car is really going to beat me off the line. Because the other one looks so sleek. 1.98 seconds. I love stats that don't matter. Because how often do I need to go from 1 to 60 in 1.98 seconds? I'll tell you. When you're sitting next to a a McLaren and they're revving their engine and they look over at you. Uh, They're like, hey, old man. And you're like, okay. You're right. It's go time. Every time that I'm by a McLaren, I think about that. Well, you don't have a McLaren. I don't think I've ever... Been next to a McLaren. Right, but everybody who has those big cars, like a Shelby, yeah, watch this. Oh, no, no, watch this. Watch this. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. <laughs> Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Lions-Steelers preseason game last Sunday afternoon drew a larger TV audience than Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you think this is more impressive for the NHL or sad for the, uh, I mean, more impressive for the NFL or more sad for the NHL? But there are other sports besides Game 6 that it was compared to, and that preseason game beat all of them as well. Yeah, I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, that's what, that's who we are. That's okay. Accept it for what it is. Everything else, you go and find, and it becomes an acquired taste, but the NFL is something that everyone mass consumes. Shouldn't surprise us. Just in case you missed it, Clippers guard John Wall said he considered taking his own life during a time in the last three years when he was dealing with a torn Achilles and the deaths of family members at the height of the COVID pandemic. Wall has just played 40 games in the last three years because of injuries, COVID, and the Rockets not playing him last year. What are the chances the five-time All-Star returns to his old form this season? Well, they're betting on him, and I think that he probably can. By the way, I applaud people that are 
willing to express their vulnerability, I think it helps. It could help, potentially, other people in similar situations. I applaud John Wall. It's easier to be happy when you have a lot of money in the bank. It's easier. It's hard to be happy when you are dirt poor. But what this shows is, is that when you have a lot of money, it doesn't mean you're not battling this stuff. Because a lot of people on the surface, from the outside looking in, say, how can this guy be unhappy? He has a mansion. He has 10 cars. Got a bunch of gold ropes around his neck. How can this guy be unhappy? There's zero empathy. And there should be. And she have it. Because everybody deals with stuff, no matter how much money you have in the bank. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can try before you buy, meaning you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You wouldn't, you know, buy a car without test driving it first, right? Why not do that with the appliances? You can do that in Mountain High Appliance. You can try out hundreds of them. You go to a big box store. Hey, can I try this out? They look at you like, what are you, nuts? <laughs> Mountain High Appliance, you can't. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton, and check out that new showroom they have off of I-25. It is an enormous showroom. They just bought more space. Go check them out, Mountain High. I'm going to go in there and boil some water right there in their showroom. I I bet all of their stovetops, whether it's an induction stove, a Viking range, all of them are fully capable. Bingo. You, Love it. You know what an induction stove is? An induction stove is the Tesla of boiling water. Have you ever used an induction stove? I barely know what they are. An induction stove is electric. You have to have certain types of pans, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing. I I happen to inherit one from the house that I bought, and it is unbelievable. Really? I love it. I would not want to work with the gas gas or electric ever again. So you're you're an induction man. I didn't realize that required singing. So I, I don't will, know. I, I mean, will not bring up induction stove again. Thank you. Coming up after the break, Broncos roster is down to 53. What were some of the surprise moves? Uh, what do you think of the roster overall? We will get into all of that next. Come on. 